This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners can get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Marketatomy LLC and Marketatomy Academy. Your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? OPA is when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with running your own business that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or put you off or put it off until later. So does that sound familiar to you? I'm your host, Dana Olivo, and each week I bring business professionals eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get started? Let's hit it. This week, we are talking to a very special guest, Miss Angela Fowler. And Angela has got a unique personality here and a unique business that she is starting. But more importantly, it's I wanted to emphasize the fact that accessibility is fast becoming an important feature in business today, not only in the physical environment, but in the virtual environment as well. To remain competitive and respond to growing needs of the disadvantaged, we need to make sure that we are planning what we're going to do to meet these the, the needs of these disadvantaged individuals. Yep. So Angela is going to help us understand what she goes through on a daily basis, maneuvering through the different aspects that we face every day as sighted individuals or um, uh, just without disabilities. So please welcome to Charged Up Studio, Miss Angela Fowler. Welcome, well, th Angela. Thank you for having me. It's it's an honor to come in and join you and share my perspective and share the uh, the solutions that I and 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 my company have to offer. Um, before we get started, tell me your company's name. So the company is Pure Access. Pure um, Access. P U R E. Pure Access. Okay. And the reason we named it that is we take a holistic approach to accessibility. Um, we're not going to just tell you your website is inaccessible because that doesn't help you. We're going to, we're going to give you solutions 
and teach you how to truly build accessibility into your website and into your business. Very good, very good. So, you know, as a business owner um, myself, and I have like three, four different websites, and it's been brought to my attention that we need to pay even more attention to our websites when it comes to uh, making everything uh, compatible or, you know, um, uh, oh gosh, I, what's the word that we're using? Compliant to the disabilities, all right? So tell me how you, as a disabled, um, you know, individual, how do you maneuver in an environment where websites are not being kept up to, um, you know, what is it that needs to be implemented to make it easy for you to be able to maneuver websites? Right. So let me, let me explain to you first how I navigate the web. Um, okay. I use something called a screen reader. And basically what that does, where, whereas if you're a sighted person, you can see the text on the screen and read it with your eyes. I can't see, so that option is obviously not going to work. So what I do is I use a screen reader to hear the text on the screen. So it literally, I, I use the keyboard because using a mouse, it, um, you know, when I try to use a mouse, I move it um, in increments of inches. Apparently, you're supposed to do millimeters, so the mouse takes off and runs away when I try to use it. Um, so I use the keyboard to navigate. And so what I'll do is I will put the focus something with the keyboard and the screen reader will tell me where I am. And then I either by arrowing down or using another reading key, I will read the information that I need. Um, so like if I want to click on a link, I can navigate to the link. And if the link is labeled properly, I know exactly what I'm clicking on. Okay, okay. So. With that in mind, okay, what are the things that we should be thinking about when we're designing our website so that your reader can maneuver that page fairly easily or you can maneuver that page fairly easily? So I tell people design with the user in mind. Right. Put yourself in the chair of the user because it's not just me. I have seen a number of situations and my my son will testify to this. Um, oftentimes, if I run into a website that isn't accessible, I lose my patience and ask my son to help me, and he has trouble with it too. Now, this kid's a gamer. He knows his way around technology. He actually, he builds computers. But I've heard him explain more than once, this isn't accessible even to sighted people. <laughs> and the reason for that is it wasn't designed with the user in mind. Right. Simple trumps pretty. Yeah. And yet no, you can true. you can do pretty on top of simple. Just to, but build the functionality of the website first and then style it. Okay. Make sure that people know where they're going and where they are. Okay. And understand that people navigate websites differently. So when you say they navigate websites differently, what do you mean by that? Sure. So 
you might navigate with the mouse and with your eyes. I navigate with a keyboard and with a screen reader. Some people navigate with keyboards and with their eyes because they can't use a mouse for whatever reason or can't use it efficiently. Some people use uh, something like a dragon naturally speaking, where they quite literally talk to their computer and tell it, uh, click on the link. And if the link isn't properly labeled, they're not going to know what to tell their computer to click on. Okay. Um, okay. Some people navigate using, you know, you know, using switch devices. There's, there's devices that you can actually operate with your mouth, either by breathing a certain way or, or, um, you know, moving your head a certain way. So there are myriad ways that people navigate the, the, the web. Okay. Okay. All right. So in a, in an instance where some of these websites, um, are, are coming out with the magazine type design, okay. Where you have different sections on the page, you know, and things like that. How does that work for you? I see things in the order that the code is presented. My screen reader does not see things the way that you do. Okay. So for example, if you're looking at something in two columns, mm -hmm. that would make absolutely no sense because Jaws reads line by line. Right. Um, so if the code is presented in, logic, in a logical order, my screen reader will see it in a logical order. So if you want to know if your website makes sense, uh -huh. tab through it. Hide the mouse and tab through your website. And so, see what order things receive focus. Because if it jumps around and right. doesn't make sense, then the, the tab, you, you know, the tab order doesn't match the visual order. Okay. All right. So your reader actually reads the code behind the, the page, right? Is what you're saying? Um the code is like stage directions. Uh-huh. It reads the content out loud, but it interprets the code and the code gives it instructions. Oh, so the code inside the reader gives it instructions. The the code, so for example, if I want to make a heading, uh-huh. I'm going to use a certain HTML code to make right. a, to make that heading. Right. So then I can go back in with JAWS and hit the letter H to jump to my heading. So JAWS JAWS understands because it, it looks at it looks looks at the code that I I created. Okay, that's a heading. Okay. When she hits H, I need to stop and I need to read the text of the heading. It's not going to read H one. Okay, or H three or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if it does, I messed up. I messed up the code. Okay, okay. So you are a programmer, right? Uh, uh you build websites, uh, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So that so when you're talking about code, that's what you're talking about. There. That's correct. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You know, I can imagine that it's it's. It's extremely frustrating when you want to get information and you can't get it in a manner that you it can certainly can it. be. So why is oh, accessibility so important to you? Well, I'm totally blind. Uh -huh. 
And as I have said, I use a screen reader to navigate the website, a website. Right. Or, you know, anything on the computer, my my Zoom application, for example. Mm -hmm. And okay. if things aren't coded properly and I can't get the information I need, it is just, you know, I, I know it's there, but I just can't, I can't read it and I can't interact with it. And mm -hmm. it is, it's super frustrating. You know, something that should take me 30 seconds with my technical skills. It takes me several minutes and sometimes even hours to do. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So let's let's move on from the virtual environment just real quickly, just to kind of get a feel so our audience can get a feel of when we're in a corporate environment, whether we're in a corporate environment or an entrepreneurial environment, or whatever, okay? Um, the difficulties that you run into um, in a dis in a environment that is not set up for the disabled, all right? Tell me some of the things that you have run into that we should be considering as entrepreneurs uh, because we want to be able to hire disabled individuals, mm -hmm. okay? But how do we prepare ourselves for it? You know, there's there's a few things. Um, the first thing I would look at is the application or the, the job description. Right. Oftentimes we use templates and people like me don't necessarily read what's in the template. Mm -hmm. So it might say something like must have a state driver's license. Right. When in fact there is no reason for you to job. have a driver's license <laughs> <laughs> well if the state would just give me one i'd probably be a better driver than most people yeah. out there but they won't listen to me i keep telling them that <laughs> that's true that's true but the point that's, is nothing yeah. in those job duties require driving and if it did you know we can always work out we can work something out you know there's uber right. you know i hire drivers all the time there is there's a way there, there is, there is almost always a way. Okay. But okay. when that requirement is inadvertently put in the application, a blind person looks at that and goes, oh, well, I can't apply to that job. They, they require you to have a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> Not realizing that it was probably just an oversight. Yeah, it probably was. It was a cut and paste job or something like yep. that. You know, they haven't really thought about that. You know, and, and there's more disabilities out there than just blindness or, you oh, know, yes. being in a wheelchair or anything like that. You know, I think back to just, you know, uh, our individuals that suffer from PTSD, that's a disability, Yep. you know, and if we can't be sensitive and open to understanding how individuals like this can, can work within a corporate environment and succeed, rather than trying to lump them into uh, all the other uh, individuals in that corporate environment, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very difficult and trying. So what would you recommend that employees or employers be thinking about, you know, um, when they're looking at hiring a, dis a disabled individual? Everybody has their things. 
you know, whether you have a disability or not, my son absolutely hates to be interrupted when he's doing something. It completely wrecks his concentration. Me too. <laughs> I'm rather impulsive. Yes. And when I want something, when I decide I want something done for whatever arbitrary reason, I want it done now. But I have to accommodate his tendency. I have to understand that he is different from me. Yes. We're all different. Yeah. No. And I understand that that part exactly. Um, and legally, we can't as employers, we can't go and when we're in the hiring process, talk about, you know, the disability in the sense of, you know, uh, you know, talking about the disability, but you can turn around and say, what would make your job easier? You know, should you take this job? And the law, in a way, that law really, there's unintended consequences, right? Because right. it becomes the elephant in the room. Right. I am not the legal person in my company. Yes. But as a blind person, I know they're looking at me and thinking, how are you going to do this? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just answer the question before it's even asked. Yeah, no, that's but, true. But when the subject comes up, assume competence. Right. So for example, instead of asking, can you find the coffee pot in this building? Ask, what techniques do you, do you use that I might not be aware of to find the coffee pot? Right, right. Because Angela without coffee is not a happy Angela. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. You know, it's, it's, you know, with us as entrepreneurs, sometimes it's very difficult to know when and what we can say, you know, at any given time, but we want to make sure that we're making the transition uh, as comfortable as possible. Okay. You have your son that you can draw on to help you. But like you said, sometimes he's involved in things and, and he's not ready to do it right then and there. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, and let me just touch on that because yeah. my son goes to school, he comes home, he does homework. You know, sometimes, I mean, he's a teenager. Sometimes he's just done with the day and just can't take on anymore. Yes. Do not assume that we have a resident sighted person following us around ready to help us. Assume exactly. that we are going to do this independently. One of the things that irritates me tremendously is when I call a company and say, this is inaccessible. And they say, well, don't you have somebody there with you who can help you? Um, sighted people have lives. Yeah. They have better things to do than to help us navigate inaccessible technology. So let's work together to make the world accessible. Right, exactly. And speaking of that, okay, we were talking, um, uh, Daniel and I were talking the other day. What are, what are some of the best tools that you have found out there for you as an unsighted individual that helps you maneuver an independent life? 
the new technology that's coming out and things like that. Like your your reader on your computer, you know, and things like that. Well, so there's a screen reader on the computer. There's the, uh, there's, there's OCR, which uh, optical character recognition, which we hope we don't need, but sometimes we do. Mm -hmm. um, it scans text um, and reads it, but it's not 100% accurate. So if there's a lot of graphics and gizmos and, and um, weird fonts and calligraphy and ancient rooms and things like that, right. it, it's, it's going to mess up. But if you want a general idea of what that thing is saying, OCR helps a lot. Right. But um, that's becoming obsolete, isn't it, pretty much? No, as long as paper mail still exists, OCR will never be obsolete. Oh. Okay. Now, if we could just get rid of paper mail. <laughs> Think of all yeah, the trees we've saved. Let's talk to the government, who is probably the, the the biggest consumer of paper in the <laughs> world. The government and 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 attorneys, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest consumers of of paper in the world. So, um, okay, okay. So um, uh, let's talk a little bit. I know that you've recently written a book, right? Tell us about your book. What's the title well, of it first? We're in the process of writing a book, and I love this title, if I do say so myself. The title of the book is Accessibility Included, a human-to-human -human approach to incorporating accessibility from the ground up. Mm. And what this does is it talks to it talks to business people, not in a judgy way. No. I know sometimes we in the disability community get we get frustrated and the frustration causes us to be ornerier than we should. Right. But but we don't take that approach. We know you want to do the right thing when it comes to accessibility. You want to include us. But you might not know what the right thing is. So right. this book sets out to begin the process of teaching you that. And it starts by empowering you to challenge your bias about disability. Mm -hmm. Now, before you started listening to me talk, and maybe even now, you have ideas, preconceived ideas. Exactly. About what a blind person can do. And it tells you, you're human. We all have biases. You know, I, I've got, I wrote in the book, if the editor will let me keep it, biases are like armpits. We all have them and they stink. It's a, <laughs> I love it. It's a, I love it. No, no. It, it's a one human my, thing. Yeah. One of my taglines that I always get called out on, not necessarily bad, but, um, you know, I tell my customer, I tell my clients, okay. A business without customers is like being pregnant without a way to deliver. <laughs> you got a visual picture there? I'm, I'm, you know, having, having had a child 16 years ago, that's a picture I do not want to contemplate. <laughs> but oh, anyway, yes, word. no, definitely that's, um, that is, uh, that makes a statement. Those are something that that's something that someone's going to remember. You know, and it's true. We all have preconceived biases. We want to say that we can relate. We want to say, you know, hey, look, let me put myself in 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 Angela's shoes for an hour and blindfold my fold myself, you know, and things like that. It doesn't work that way. 
It doesn't work yeah. like that. You know, it's the no. same thing, you know, when we were talking about yeah. Black Lives Matter, you know, and things like that. Um, yep. We're always going to have our biases. And that's where it's important for communication to come out and us to be able to, to really communicate how we can work with each other. If you slap a blindfold on right now, and please don't do this, especially if you're driving. Yes. If you slap a blindfold on right now, you're going to experience what it's like to suddenly lose your vision. You don't know how to be a blind person. You haven't developed those skills. I have spent 40 years, I'm dating myself, learning and figuring out how to be a blind person. Your yes. experience will be nowhere in, even in the same universe as my lived experience is. Interesting. Now, definitely, definitely. You know, um, no. we, we, we talk about this, but until you, you actually have to go through what you've gone through, you know, for that many years, because there's always going to be new things that are going to crop up all the time. Yep. So what makes your book unique? We take a pro-business approach. We are helping you grow your business through accessibility. And let me expound on that a little bit because it's important. It's not just about us disabled people over here. Right. People with disabilities make up, and, and I'm talking about all disabilities, and, and our access needs are actually very similar. You would be surprised. Right. Things that work for screen readers also work for sighted keyboard users, also work for people who use things like Dragon Naturally Speaking. People with disabilities make up approximately 24% of the population. We command a buying power, which is greater than any other minority. Um, and we also talk a lot amongst ourselves, especially in the blindness community. I call us a nationwide small town because we're always gossiping and we live all over the country. Um, <laughs> so if you're accessible, the word's going to get out. And of course, you know how it is. If you're not accessible, the world's going to get out even, the word's going to get out even faster because bad news travels faster than good news. It's just right. one of the right. darker parts of human nature. We're just like that. Um, not only will we be more likely to buy from you if you're accessible, but our friends, our allies, our spouses, our children, um, Except for my son. He buys what he likes, whether the thing's accessible or not. But what can I say? Yeah. He's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So tell me what, um, when the, is the book supposed to be published? So we're looking at Q1 of 2023, barring, barring some unexpected complication. Okay. Are you going to be doing, is it going to be available on Amazon? Are you working with a um, editor? What? Publisher? We are working, we are working with a publisher. Um, we have uh, a couple people that are going to be helping us with editing. It's going to be available on Amazon. It will, by the time this, uh, this podcast comes out sometime around, what, the 1st of December, something like that? Yeah. It will be available on, uh, for pre-order on our website. Um, oh, very good. 
and the website is going to be in the the podcast description and YouTube description or whatever have you know what have you but it is www.pureaccess4letteru.com pureaccess4u.com all right. All right. So tell me what Pure Access, what, what do you have exciting planned for the future, for the immediate future? What exciting plans do you have? Well, it's funny you should ask that because I, I haven't, we haven't come out with this to anybody. You are getting it first. But sometime in the first couple months of 2023, we will be offering our first accessibility course. And it's going to be called Accessibility 101. So if you thought the little tips and tricks that I gave you today were helpful, there is going to be a lot more where that came from in the accessibility course. Um, and there's going to be an interactive component. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to be yet, but uh, we will be offering it through the Marketatomy platform. Um, so um, excellent. Stay tuned for that. All right. And this is going to be targeted to business owners and things like that, right? The business owners, business leaders, um, right. web developers, um, oh, cool. okay. web designers, anybody who wants to know more about accessibility. Well, I am the first to find out that it's going to be on my platform. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> now see if I just told her that. It was... <laughs> I know. I know. No, that is great. I, you know, I think this is something that's extremely important nowadays, um, especially with as much as we're relying on the virtual environment as well. You know, uh, it's 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 a blessing and a curse at the same time, when you think about it, it's a curse in the sense where we're not up to speed, yep. okay? We're not up to speed to be able to service the disabled, you know, in the virtual environment. And that's something that we need to come up to speed. The blessing is it gives the opportunity for the disabled to become more involved and more engaged, you know, as well, long as that accessibility is, is managed. And that could only benefit, that benefits everybody exactly. because we are a bunch of problem solvers. We've had to solve problems all our lives. Um, we are, the unemployment rate among the, among the blind stands around 70%. Right. It is abysmal. And yet we are, we are, we're, we're problem solvers. We're we're tenacious. We're, and I'm making sweeping generalizations here. There's exceptions to every rule, right? You know, but and because the unemployment rate is so high, there may be more loyalty amongst blind employees. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, um, um, every every disabled and i'm going to just say disabled in general because it's not mm -hmm. just blind but what i have found is their ability to be able to manage their disability and still live and move on day to day and accomplish what they need to accomplish you know to me that is a a uh, how can i say uh, a factor in itself that 
should be taken into consideration in any position that uh, a disabled person goes for. You know, it's the same thing with the yep. with with PTSD um, yep. individuals. You know, yeah, we have we have those, and I say we because I've got PTSD as well. You know, um, we have the limitations as far as triggers that PTSD might bring on, but that doesn't keep us from doing what we need to do and figure out how we can overcome those, those triggers, that type deal. But at the same time, you want, if you're gonna work for somebody, if you've got an employer who doesn't understand those triggers, that can make it really difficult because who knows what's gonna happen. And respect and understand the right. ways that the tools and tips and techniques that you've developed to manage it. Very good. Very good. So um, what else do you have going on for the immediate future? You've got the course coming out. What else? We do offer consulting services. Um, we do offer website building and remediation services. So go ahead and um, visit that self-same website, uh, www.pureaccess4letteru.com to read all about that. Okay. Um, there's going to be contact information on the website. There's going to be contact information in the... It'll be in the transcripts for this in the tra yeah. 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 And... Um... Oh, shoot. I just had something I was going to ask you, and I hate when this happens. <laughs> um, It'll come to you as soon as we get done. It, you know that, Exactly. Right? It will. It will. So tell uh, our audience how they can get a hold of you. We know the website. It is pure access for you, the letter four and the, uh, I mean, the number four and the letter you.com. And um, is there any other way? You're on LinkedIn, right? I'm on LinkedIn. You can look up Angela Fowler on LinkedIn. You can look up Pure Access Consultants on LinkedIn. Um, you can look up Pure Access on Facebook. Um, there will be an email address provided in the description. I don't have it um, working the way I want it just yet. So I don't want to give it out in case I have to change it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not be good. And I remember what I was uh, thinking about asking you. Uh, if uh, an organization has a website and they want to see if it is uh, uh, compliant to dis disabled individuals, is that something you can go through and do? Absolutely. And we can not only tell you if it's compliant, but we can tell you if it's user-friendly and what's even better. We don't just tell you where you're going wrong. We give you op actionable ways to fix it. Very good. Very good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. No, definitely. So we've come up to the end of another program here on Charged Up Studio. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, myself, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know what you don't know about growing a successful business. 
Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to us on or visit our YouTube page or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you won't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website chargedupstudio.live and click on the Patreon link. Until next time, go out and have a charged up week. Talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.